Hello and welcome to another beautiful podcast hosted by myself, Amanda, and my beautiful um, friend, Elle, I don't know if it's called it, friend, colleague, coach, all in one. She is just divine. And I just wanted to, before we get started, wanted to clear up from our last podcast session about when we're up leveling and experiencing changes within the energy shifts that is very prevalent right now, I'm sure most of you can feel it either consciously or subconsciously, is that I said that I struggled to go to the gym. And I think Elle then returned and said, oh, that's okay to to look after yourself. Hi, Elle, are you there? Hello, can you hear me okay? Hello, how are you you going? (laughs) Welcome. I'm just um, having a quick recap on the last podcast. When I mentioned about going to the gym um, when we're up leveling, and I said, Oh, I just I can't do it. And what I meant by that was gyms are usually full of testosterone and ego, which is no judgment, it just is what it is, and it helps us perform <laughs> and push forward. But when you're up leveling, I've literally gone in the gym and walked back out again and gone, That nah, can't be here today. There's no going for the sun. Because we, we could be super sensitive to these changes or people around and even just one person, one person in the gym mm. can just, you know, repel you like, ah, I need to get away from that because, yeah, you would just be more sensitive. Um, yeah. So to clear that up, today we're talking about, um, I was going to call it the light workers, but I feel like this is happening on all levels. You don't have to be a light worker mm-hmm. to heal and reconcile any past life wounding around being persecuted in another lifetime, Mm -hmm. as in, you know, the witch wounding we talk about quite a lot, anything that we've been persecuted in a a past lifetime, if we Mm -hmm. haven't healed that, that can come through into our current lifetime and be a block. So, for example, you know, if it wasn't safe um, to be, we were condemned as a witch, it it wasn't safe to speak our truth or try and help people, um, because we were burned at the stake and tortured, it means that we've struggled to find our voice in this lifetime. But mm-hmm. also what came up for me last year was being the persecutor, which mm-hmm. is a whole other level of being the one to administer these things and having that lifetime. And we've both had similar experiences recently, and it's it's as if they've come together, they've reconciled, they've hugged, they've had to shake hands and go, I forgive you, it's okay. So really wanted to jump on this topic today. <laughs> Elle, would you like to share anything before we do a deep dive? Um, yeah, I think it's in relation to what you were saying with the persecutor and persecuted. And I think I remember like uh, a couple of years ago, I was actually doing some really great work with Melanie Tonya Evans. And she was actually talking about when she started going into quantum freedom healing and it brought up past life stuff is how all of us have lived lives being the persecutor or the persecuted. And we kind of create this kind of um, sort of separation ego identity in certain lifetimes where we we might feel like the victim when someone's attacking us. But then in another lifetime, that person might have been the victim and we were attacking them so it's sort of like layers to it and um I think there's no like sort of yeah wrong or right and all of this it's all like because at the end of the day we're all one we're all one consciousness one being of unconditional love playing out in different shapes and forms and experiences um and it's like there's that saying you know the world's a stage and we're just simply actors playing a part on it and so sometimes as well I think we might feel like we're being persecuted by something someone or something and you and I know this especially having dealt with narcissistic relationships but on a higher level of things that person is also so activating and triggering all your unresolved shit so then you can up level into higher levels of consciousness and healing and growth and evolution so everything serves if you've been the persecuted or the persecutor it all serves if that makes sense so that's just something that came through the pipes (laughs) yeah definitely and I suppose we should I kind of touched on it as the definition if someone's listening going what because I was actually triggered I saw something on Facebook that said the light workers persecution and I thought oh that I know I think I know what that is and mm-hmm. it was it was like a free webinar and I remember I was in the kitchen listening to it and I was like yeah 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 and then it just went oh the persecutor and I just went oh. and it was it was like this flash image so maybe just if we regress it to um what it's like, like recognizing a trigger or or a feeling that we may need to do that deep inner work and to heal mm-hmm. that 
first of all, and then to kind of move on to even reconciling it. And like you say, it is a, a level of ego, but back to basics, just recognizing, it was only two years ago for me, just recognizing that a lot of past life limitation was affecting my present life. It was like a relief. I think it was an exercise you gave me actually, where we have to, I had to do some artwork and like scribble it all out. Yes. Uh, and you change color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was, so I, I can't quite remember the process. Maybe if you can explain it, but I think I was, there was an emotion. I was, I was triggered with our coaching by something mm-hmm. and then it was bringing up an emotion and to yes. get that out and to express it you gave me this task and then a past life memory it's almost like watching a movie you can see it in your mind's eye and you're and you're going but there's always this critical ego voice going are you just making this up like what is this really (laughs) it's in my imagination but if you let go of that and you go just just don't have any filter just let it come through and it was like I was this 300 or 200 or 100 year old person and and it was um I was, I, I, I saw myself, I was on the streets, I was a beggar and I was starving and I was desperate to get people's attention because I had this wisdom in me. My family had gone, I was an old man. I had all of this, um, yeah, I think 300 years ago, I think. Um, I was desperate to eat. Everyone was just walking past me. I had no attention and I died like that. And it's a, emancipation is a very, very painful way to die. Mm. And that had that was affecting my self-worth in this lifetime. So with all the counseling and with all the therapy in the world and me recognizing I have low self-worth, it was only when I went into and felt that past life that I could detach it and go, oh, that's not Amanda. That's not 2022 or whatever it was. That's not happening now. That was then. And I forgive you. I release you. That's like, don't feel guilty about any of that that's not my stuff and then it was kind of freed so when you when that happens on a persecute a persecution level it's very similar with that yeah. purging definitely because I mean it's that one thing it's like what you do unto others is you're also doing to yourself so you know it's whether you're the persecutor or the persecuted it's like there's a wound there like you're both mirroring something in the subconscious that's that's kind of like an energetic match and it's an opportunity to kind of like up level you know what i mean and it's like an opportunity yeah like you were saying just for healing and it's like we we tend to like when we're being persecuted or persecuting we tend to project and blame the other person or the circumstance or the conditions as opposed to taking full responsibility for what is actually coming up within us you know, what is, because when we address what's coming up in us, the feelings, the emotions, that where that original wound is, whether it's a past life or a present or childhood, whatever, and we release that, then anything that is energetically attached to that wound that is being represented in your material circumstances or relationships or whatever, as law dissolves with it, um, if that makes sense. So it's like as within, so without. So it's never really about the other person and what they're saying or doing. It's about what is it bringing up in you that we have to look at, heal and release. And this is what's happening at the moment in the world. There's a lot of deep wounding coming up a lot of shit coming up for people and it's a really powerful opportunity for people to turn within and take full responsibility but what you're seeing instead now in the mass media in particular which is so fucking ego-based it's all about projection blaming division separation more persecution and persecuted and um and just very quickly i remember like you as you know when the mandates came really bad here in the northern territory and i just felt this incredible like i was literally persecuted by my local government government. I wasn't allowed mm. to leave the house. I wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to have my own life. And I remember this rage against one of these particular politicians who was so narcissistic and abusive towards his own community. And it triggered so much trauma and rage in me. And I remember I went and sat down and I looked at, I went like what you did process is that you went into it. And it was a fucking hard one to go into. And I went into it. (laughs) I was there for days on the couch processing this deep wound. And I remember this huge thing shattered within me and this 
big energy of unconditional love just exploded and this voice came through and it says, because a guy, this politician's name was called Gunner, and this voice said, God also loves Gunner because Gunner is also a child of God. And in that moment, all my anger, my hatred just dissolved and I just felt incredible love towards this man and I saw how him playing the persecutor was activating me to heal my shit so then I could up-level my own life. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, oh, wow, I cannot hate this person because the bigger the asshole, the bigger your teacher, the bigger the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. And I remember what it was now. So, and that um, that little past life that came through, as I say little, um, <laughs> I, I'm sure because it was a two prong thing. So it was a professional thing and a personal thing. So personally, um, it was this craving to overeat and being overweight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, because I died of starvation. <laughs> of course I'm going <laughs> to eat all the time. That makes sense. Cool, I can release that then you can control what you're putting in your mouth, right? And on a professional mm-hmm. level, I think it was because you said sell. I'm sure it came, up, it came up somewhere and I was like, yeah, sell, sell, sell. And I was like, no, because that's just seedy <laughs> and nasty. And I, can we just use marketing? <laughs> just mark, market myself. And you're like, what's going on with that? Let's clear that shit up. Um, yeah, and the thing is where it came from, because I was begging. I was on the street begging, thinking all oh, my wisdom is worthless. No one's mm. paying me. No one's even helping me live. So then how can I be in this lifetime, this abundant, gorgeous, juicy, amazing person that wants to sell, sell, sell and receive love from that? I think that's happening to so many and so many light workers are being called forward and so many are still stuck into what I'm doing this part time. I want to do it full time, but that pays the bills. Mm and including including myself there's a there's a it's, it's, you're torn some days mm-hmm. into what you love and what you want to do and you can do all of it mm-hmm. um, but yeah on a deep level not using our voice to speak up because we were persecuted so let's move on to what it's like being the persecutor because mm-hmm. i had this experience what it was nazi germany and i've always had a link to Nazi Germany. I've, I've always been profoundly affected by it when I visited when I was a school ch- school child, always fascinated by war films and never really getting to the bottom of it. And it was through a breathwork session. And again, it's like a movie playing out going, oh my God, like this is, and I could, the thing is, it wasn't just what I could see in my mind's eye. I could feel it. I could hear it. I could mm. hear the clanging of the door. Um, so I'm talking about the gas chambers now, so sorry if it's like triggering anybody out there. Or, but, yeah, I could hear that clunk. And then me as a soldier having to lock it and press it and having to watch faces behind there. Like it's, it was just horrific. But coming from a place where I thought I was doing a duty, I'm serving my country, my family are proud. And then get to the point of having this head fuck of I can't leave because somewhere in the background – whether this has happened or not, I don't know. Um, but I was afraid that my family would be threatened if I left. Like you can't leave, you can't leave the war. You can't leave <laughs> a soldier, right? <laughs> and they would persecute my family. And I could mm. see this this really vivid image of my wife and my daughter. Like I could draw mm. it as a picture right now. I could see them, my last memory of them. And oh, it was just, it was so so powerful. And mm. again, releasing that guilt, I had to go to the moment, the point of my death. Uh, mm. I actually had to revisit with, with my therapist twice in the same session because we weren't pulling out of that guilt. I had this huge guilt, you know, who mm. am I to help people because of what I've done? Like I've killed innocent women and children. Who am I to mm. then, you know, I've got to carry that burden you know, forever. And that was filtering into my lifetime as Amanda. And then the most beautiful part of that process was that we, we went back in and I could see this angel because I, because I, she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go to Germany and I want to go and find them. Like, I want to find my wife and child. Like, I've got to go back there. And she's like, right, we're going back in. We're going back in. <laughs> You're not there yet. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so what's going to happen now? And I went back to that moment of death, saw myself really vividly. And then I just started to smile because she kept, I think she was prompting by saying, you know, can you just leave this moment? Like, can you go to God or go to the light or whatever words she used? And I just started to smile and I felt this warmth and this love. 
and she was like what's what's going on for you what's happening <laughs> my nose was tingling like crazy which is insane it only happens in these sessions and it's always energetic in my nose and I felt this warmth and I said I can see an angel like an angel is here and she was like what are they saying and I said the angel saying my wife and child I'm gonna start crying sorry <laughs> my wife and child aren't in Germany they're right here and they're waiting for you and they love you sorry oh, it's just such a moment. and and I could go to them and it actually released it released all of that guilt and that fear and that persecution that I had done to myself being a persecutor Mm-hmm. And it meant that I could then be free in my lifetime as Amanda. Yeah. yeah. So Beautiful. It's... <sighs> Sorry. Beautiful. No, don't apologize at all. And this is something that as well that needs to be addressed in our culture is this this apologizing for our emotions, apologizing for our tears. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a process, it's a natural expression of of releasing and healing. And I think it's interesting as people how we want to apologize, you know, for crying. And it's like, well, no, it's it's perfectly it's a natural byproduct of releasing something that, you know, is very powerful and, and transformative. And I think it's beautiful. <laughs> well, this is what's so powerful about these sessions, right? That's why I encourage people. It's like it changes, it transforms everything, not just your life. Or your view of life or how you accept life it's your past life it's your future life it's reincarnation it's the cosmos it's like or you know yeah. consciousness so then when we're now talking about reconciling both of those of so being persecuted and persecutor you could argue and say it's the same thing we're all one right mm. but in my head I imagine it's a bit like shadow work and integrating it's like yeah, yeah two sides of the field and I had this if you don't mind me sharing with a client, I saw, so she's really into paganism and shamanism. Mm -hmm. And I saw this past life and she was a priest. Again, you think, where the heck is this coming from? It was, I was doing an (laughs) healing session, just appears, right? It was like, okay, don't attach, there's a priest. All in brown, I could see it so vivid. And I was like, you were a priest in your past life, like 100%. And He, it was again a, a man and he felt guilty because he thought he was doing what was right for a village and everyone mm-hmm. ended up burning to death it was horrific mm-hmm. and so there's guilt and so then you know she's come back in this lifetime like ah, nothing to do with religion or god no thank you very much i'm gonna be mm-hmm. pagan completely fucking pagan yeah. shamanistic yeah. I ain't gonna take that on because that was so horrifically bad mm-hmm. and again <laughs> you know where this is going <laughs> and intertwining <laughs> paganism and god and actually not separating them yeah but yeah that there seems a lot of this this integration this healing this reconciliation for all it's of huge. us yeah because the other thing too is like i mean i remember reading in the really beautiful book conversations with god by neil donald walsh and there's a chapter in there where he actually talk, spoke about that your past lives actually aren't past and your present life and your future lives they're not all like future and whatever it's actually all stacked on top of each other mm. so it's like it's not this kind of forwards and backwards thing. It's actually like a, I guess, is linear the right word? I never know the fucking horizontal, vertical, <laughs> that straight line. But it's almost like I think it was the the analogy of like it's like a needle standing up straight and then it, you're sort of putting these different layers of paper onto that needle and each piece of paper represents a level of consciousness or an experience or a lifetime. So that's why sort of like in the now moment you can resolve things that happen like with your experience within Nazi Germany because ultimately on a higher consciousness that's also playing out now so it's like when we resolve that we release that from our consciousness that pattern that trauma's gone and then it creates more space then for god consciousness love to take up space so i think it's sort of like one of the things i think that i do sort of want to quickly bring up before we go into that part but it's um what i sometimes do see happen in the spiritual communities is people become obsessed with past lives and they just keep oh i've got to go past life past life past life past life and it's just like well don't forget about your present life too mm. <laughs> like what about mm. enjoying mm. your life now creating now like what are you being called to create and play with now because I remember for a while there I was part of a a spiritual community here in my hometown and there's a local crystal shop and they just got so fucking obsessed with past lives and it was just like to the point where it's like they were denouncing their present life and their present reincarnation Mm -hmm. and it's just yeah so I think it's great for healing and releasing but also don't forget 
the life you're living now too. Mm, absolutely. And I, I always think of, well, I'm a big, I'm a big Trek fan, Star Trek fan and time <laughs> and space continuum and stuff like that. And yeah, that time is a circle. I was thinking when you said about lifetimes, I, I saw a spiral, a bit mm. like the, the paper stacked up is a spiral going up and down and backwards mm. and forwards. All like time is a circle. Like it's, it's all one. It feels like it's like everything's a big, like a cat has been in a ball of wool and it's got it all everywhere. And we, <laughs> we, we're kind of like tidying that up or we're kind of, yeah, it's all got a bit messy and or it's all unraveling and tangling in yeah. order then to create a nice jumper, so to speak. And Beautiful. Nice analogy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> jumper or scarf. But it's, all, it's all being unraveling. And that's the thing, we, like you say a lot to me as well, about leaning into it. We either lean into it and explore it and go, okay, we don't need to go down the rabbit hole. Let's lean in and explore it. Okay, awesome. Done. Now the next thing. And we've been called this. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely it's like things that um, I think a really beautiful book, if anyone sort of does want to understand sort of, I guess, like the past life healing and things like that, there's that beautiful Dr. Brian Weiss and he's written some really beautiful books like Many Lives, Many Masters. Um, and I found his work was incredibly healing and liberating because it is it's sometimes like you were saying before, things can be happening in your life where you think, why am I being persecuted or persecuting or why do I feel like this? And there's there might be like as you experience, there's these other threads that need dissolving um, that are kind of blocking up your pipes and sort of playing out until you clean it up. <laughs> Yes. It's just like, that's, that's essentially all our inner work, isn't it? We're clearing and cleaning, clearing and cleaning. It's like yeah. clear, clear, clear. Everything out like hate, anger is a blockage mm -hmm. against us against ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. Can we can we go there with God? Can we? Because when we were talking before, I just thought, you know, it sounds a lot like the persecuted and the persecutor. Mm -hmm. Like God gets thrown around a lot. And it's yes. you're either persecuted for believing in God or you're persecuted for not believing in God. Yeah, it's and, crazy. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you what's really crazy, my beautiful Elle, is that one of my friends is really into debating the flat mm. earth theory. So he, you know, dead set against it. We're just talking about science. And he's like, right, I want flat earthers to verify statistically and scientifically. Now, he's had lots of on there and I feel very passionate about this as well. And this mm. American dude um starts bringing god into the conversation and you're mm. going to be sent to hell if you don't believe that the earth is flat oh, and god. that was it and i went do because i'm like on the messenger and i went don't you dare bring god into this okay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty sure pretty sure mm. that everything is circular because the moon is circular and all the planets are circular <laughs> and, like everything is very circular you know the other mother earth <laughs> Everything is round and I know, right? It's dead set. Dead set is like you've lost your way, man. You know the earth is flat. And he then went on to say he's going to go and smoke some smoke a lot of dope, which I thought, well, that's oh, you know, Bless. that's the first thing <laughs> that goes against you, dude. Is you're smoking dope daily and drinking wine a lot. Anyway, mm. um, love him. You know, send love there. But it is. It almost feels like we all this healing and reconciliation is to clear all of that stuff to get back to true God source mm -hmm. because there's so much persecution on both sides of the fence. It's like a football oh, match. Totally. totally. That's a beautiful like, Yeah. So gone. Oh, no. Sorry. You go. I was going to say, it's like God is God is watching a tennis match going, for fuck's sake, like you're on the same team. Like, <laughs> you're the same me. I'm the referee. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just watching. I'm just the observer. I'm not actually like making you like you know throw the tennis racket it's, it's like it's yeah caught yeah, in the middle all the I know. time it's actually interesting just quickly around that because of that the, the paganism and the, the persecuted and things like that and as you know like one of my recent things I've been called by the divine to create woman of wealth and part of the thing that's coming through that is the work is healing the god and money wound and it was really interesting because I'm writing my second book at the moment called ditch the toxic money bitch and it's about healing your relationship with god and money because they're two big woundings that we tend to have and it was really interesting in the first because I channel my books I just write I'm like in that mother god flow <laughs> she's just like this is the chapter this is what needs to be said and it was really interesting 
interesting, one of the things, a message that came through from my connection to divine source was that God and money are just labels that man have created to kind of give some explanation or meaning to something that is ultimately labelless, infinite, unlimited, is, you know, all that is, you know, that is beyond the human mind's comprehension. And so God is basically labelless and labels, um, basically our relationship to it. And money is just a label for the a symbol and a byproduct of God's creative energy manifested in physical phenomena. And it was just like, oh, wow, you know, and we do, we have so many layers and traumas around paganism or Christianity or God or money. And, you know, we've created these whole identities and belief systems around these labels without actually really understanding that underneath those labels is unconditional love, unconditional infinite creativity, like the one being. So we've created all these systems and stories and belief systems, uh, you know, and identities that kind of clash us up against each other, not realizing that they're just fucking stories and belief systems and labels that we have created. And it's but that actually have, yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, and for me, when I started being called by the divine, so I have daily conversations with God. I've got my own like God journal where I'm like, okay, God, channel through me today what you want me to say, speak about. So I've got this really beautiful relationship now with God, but that word in itself used to trigger the fuck out of me. And it used to bring up all my witch wounds, my paganism wounds. But then recently I was talking to God and God was like, well, you've also had past lives as an extreme fucking Christian. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's like, so then it's now the healing of both of them, that wounding of the, the Christian aspect, the paganism aspect, like all of it. And that's all coming up at the moment. And especially now when God's asking me to use the word God in my teachings, it was hard for me at first. I didn't want to go there. And it was like, well, no, I have to because this is part of my healing work, you know, it's healing the dogma and the trauma around those labels of which is yeah. ultimately unconditional love. Yeah, I've been I've been tiptoeing around the word God for so long. You go, oh, as soon as I say God, it's like you can feel people go and they contract and it's like, oh, here we go. And, yeah. and, you, do, and you go, why shouldn't we say God and Jesus? And it's it's just it's just a word. And, mm-hmm. and actually recognizing, well, that's their trigger. And that's for them yeah. to work through. It's not up for me, <laughs> up to me to not use it, it's just to protect them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's And it's very interesting that when you actually start to heal your relationship with God, source, mother, God, father, God, whatever you want to call our creator that dwells within you and all of us, it's like... Um, yeah, you'll find that when you start healing that relationship, wanting to talk about it, it can feel very crunchy and scary. Like I've actually noticed, because as you know, I've been off social media for about three years now and I've only just recently returned the last you know, month or so. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting, when I was playing with the safe words, like divine purpose and the divine, it was like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, the organic reach was really great, like starting to get new followers. Soon as I transitioned into using the terms God, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I have literally seen unsubscribe, unfollow. And then I remember saying to God, I was like, ooh, what is this? And the, the God, my creator within me was just like, just keep moving through that. Like this is about you now embodying a whole new level of work and it's okay. And that numbers and followers are actually irrelevant. What's the most important thing is about what wants to come out of you, what wants to be expressed through you, what's your message, what's your gifts, what's your creativity. And then the right people down the line will find you. They'll be attracted to your message and your work, but you have to stay true to you. So if you are being called to speak about Jesus and God, It's like, mm. oh, get crunchy with that. And, yeah, and you heal it and then something beautiful takes place. You know, it's like this beautiful mm. energy I, I remember, up. I remember from, um, it's, a, it's a lot of the, it's on trend at the moment to not get, like, I think it was the app actually, the app that I'm I'm doing. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter how many followers you've got. And it was interesting, I dated someone and they went, oh, yeah, like my ex, my ex-wife is just so amazing because she's got like 45,000 followers. And I was like, I don't give, that's ego. Like, are you yeah. saying she's better than me because she's got more followers? Like, ah! Um, and yeah. But I do, I still like, if I put a post up and then somebody will, like they'll go down, I'm like, oh my God, did I offend someone? Is that okay? Which yeah. one did I write? Why did they unfollow me? Who was that? Oh my God. And then when I do nothing for the day, I just work through my shit and I'm at a better vibration. Yeah. Um. 
I get tons of followers. And I'll tell you something, it's worked opposite for me because I put a post on saying this is the first time, this is the first time I've linked sex and God. And Beautiful. Boom, everybody's loving it. I think it was uh, <laughs> uh, sex, it's, uh, average sex is a portal to God. Mm. Conscious sex is a conversation with it. And I put oh, it, <laughs> oh, yeah, to God's source. <laughs> to God's source and there is God's source is still playing safe you know it's like people want to say source spirit um yeah. and like I say it's all the same it's all the same thing and you are you're vibrating at the level of people that understand that and go I understand God's source and I understand that link to sexuality and they're the people I want to work with and other people yeah it, it, we're not condemning or persecuting that it's just a difference of vibration yeah, so, yeah. and it's like yeah. if you dim yeah. your light to you know dim your light and your truth yeah. you know to, to please other people yeah you attract you attract the totally the wrong crowd and we do that you know unconscious especially as women you know and women healers and spiritual healers and teachers like we want to give we want to help we want to serve and then, then we have this this ego dynamic where if someone judges us or condemns us or unfollows us it's like we take that personally and it's something that I've learned in my journey. It's like it actually doesn't matter what the fuck anyone else thinks of your soul's work. You're actually building a business actually, and this might sound, you know, a trigger or selfish for people, but you're actually doing it for you. Like you and your relationship between God and your creativity, your essence. Like when you shift that actually I am my niche, I am the source of all that I desire, I am the creatrix and creator of my reality, and we stop giving our power away to numbers and other people, it's very liberating. And it like frees you up. Whereas now, like I remember three years ago before I was like on social media and that I was very much in the ego, very much trying to impress, do the right things. What do people want to hear? You know, all that shit. And now it's like the reverse where it's like when you're in your power and you couldn't give two fucks if whoever follows you, it's like, I'm just going to show up and blah. (laughs) It's just so freeing. And it's just like, and then from that place, like other things start to flow, money, wealth, abundance, support, the right people, the right tribe. Like it's just everything is within you. Like you are your source, you know, God is within you as you. It's not separate or doesn't want to persecute you or anything like that. It's, It's just love. And, and isn't that because so many people, especially, I don't know how many years we're going to say since COVID, um, <laughs> but since COVID, um, so many people, you know, they are, they're being called and they're like, I'm not going to settle for my corporate job. I've got create, creativity within me. You want God to work through you and create whatever he wants to create. And it's, we're so, you know, think of the billions of people, is it 8 billion people on this planet and we've all got this huge capability to create and let God work through us. Yes. There's limitless amounts of um, uh, possibilities, but the system and the government, they don't want that. I I was reading this doco how 50% of the American jobs are in service and I'm talking cleaners, um, Mm. uh, uh, working in hotels, you know, cafes, Start, you know, they're happy to have a job and to be respected doing that job. Um, but I'm thinking, but you don't get a chance to create. I've done those jobs. I have cleaned and I've done that. And I, I was always like, there's more, there's more, there's more. What wants to come through me? <laughs> and, and you taught me that with our coaching. You're like, stop thinking, what am I going to post? It's like, what wants to come through you? What message does God want to send through you? And every time I do that, it just goes, oh, yeah, from and yeah, you don't know it's like it. easy <laughs> yeah it's yeah effortless and then and you do you get all this you get all this attention and I said yeah. to um someone today whenever I'm on that real high love vibration all this booking keeps keeps coming in doesn't matter which business it's for yeah. the bookings keep coming in people want to talk to me people want that energy they're like oh I can feel that yeah. um and, and that comes nicely as a segue onto our next podcast that we'll be doing about mm. faith and yes, yes. because it goes hand in hand with God, right? Um, Absolutely. Can I just say as well? Yeah, just very quick. I always thought when we, when we, oh, I don't know if I should go there. <laughs> Maybe I should wait till the next podcast. Oh, what is she going to say? I think um, just leading to the next segue of the podcast with faith and trust, it was just very quickly the Mm -hmm. thing that was just wanting to come through is about like when you're saying about spiritual healers and, you know, 
being afraid of being persecuted or judged or things like that or, or doing their spiritual stuff as a side hustle as opposed to it being their full-time thing. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting recently, one of the messages that God channeled through me was like, you have very little faith in trust that the works that I am here to do with you would fully provide and support you because they do, but you don't allow it. And you believe that mm. by doing my works in the world, somehow you're not going, you're going to be diminished or you're not going to be supported financially. And that, and God was mm. saying that it's a lack of faith and trust in my power and our relationship of co-creation together. And I went, oh, fuck, mm. yeah. Mm. It's just like, don't you trust me to look after you and give you everything you need? Yeah. Yeah. And I, mm. I always brings you back to that moment where I moved into my new house, well, you know, three mm. years ago. And I, I did, I felt like the, it was like a pay it forward thing. It was like, I'm going to be given this amazing house that I don't even feel worthy of right now um, mm. in order to do this deep spiritual work. Because I, I, it's like given to me for a purpose of like, this is where you're going to do spiritual work, Amanda. And yeah. live my gratitude. And it is, it's, it's amazing. And I, I just want to mention, I'm still reading. <laughs> I, I take a long time reading a book. <laughs> when you say, where's that book? I'm like, no, still on, still on book number 10 um, by Lisa uh, Big Magic. Um, and she talks about Elizabeth Gilbert. Thank you. I, one day I'm going to remember her damn surname. Poor, poor Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, is the fact that she need, when she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, she had a lot of people coming after her saying, you wrote my book. And she mm-hmm. talks about how ideas, I love the way she personifies an idea and then it floats around and it's attached to whoever it wants to attach to who will grab it because it's given me a kick up the bum to continue with my book because I'm thinking if I see that on the bookshelf, I'm going to be spewing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, that is my yeah. book, that was my idea. And it's That's right. the same thing, an invention. Because yeah. Yeah, God and, gives... Yeah, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to quickly say, yeah, God gives that same idea to several people because God knows maybe one or two of those people might actually fucking create it. <laughs> so it has a backup plan. So that's why you know how sometimes you'll be given an idea and if you don't act on it, then it's like a few years later you'll see that very idea on the bookshelves doing really well and you're like, why didn't I do that? <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah. so that having that faith and trust in yourself as well as in God or the higher power yeah. and going, thank you, thank you for it, for coming to me. I'm going to run with this because yeah. I don't want anyone to get their hands on. And Elizabeth Gilbert, people could say, they go, oh, she wrote this famous book and it's turns to a film. Oh, good on her. You know, she's so lucky. And she said she mm-hmm. worked her butt off to make sure that idea yeah. didn't escape. She met someone who had a similar idea on a book she was going to do before. And she's had to sit back and watch other things be produced and gone, had that idea as well, but couldn't give it my time and energy. So mm-hmm. I, I, love, I love getting into that headspace. So it's like, yeah, stop being stuck. Same thing. Yes, you have this purging. We do this healing and it's good. But I, I, you, <laughs> funnily enough, or simultaneously with the new moon, there's a very powerful new, it was a black moon, which is supercharged with the new moon energy. Um, mm-hmm. Yourself, I saw you do a post on manifestation and uh, very close to Shamari talking about manifestation and I literally sat over the ocean for two hours this is like my place to really connect with God I really feel like whenever I'm looking at the ocean and this is how it went and I just went I don't really know where to go from here and I, heard, I honestly I, I when you say you heard a voice whatever you want to say this conversation and, and God went what do you want to ask me like you can ask me anything anything go for it Amanda and I was like I just I just don't really know I live in this perfect part of the world I have this awesome house like everything is going so well I just I don't know I know I've got to clear this pain and hurt but you know and he he literally (laughs) just said it's okay to think big and to want more like think your highest of highest of high like it's limitless keep like focus on what you really really want don't keep thinking about the past or yeah it's great that you're grateful but what do you want to manifest what do you want to really bring in like tell me and I was like man I want to fly all around the world teaching what we teach and I want to do it with this man (laughs) and then literally everything changed the afternoon it was like okay cool we can do that and we it's like you say we don't have that we don't make space to connecting with God. Yeah. A lot of the times people go or to listen. church. listen. 
Yeah, but listen, people go to church as a zombie. They go because it's dutiful. They don't really believe in a lot of stuff that's taught. You go, well, why bother going? Because you want to look good? Like, that's not really quite yeah. it. <laughs> Giving like, lip service. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that yeah, connecting in with God. And then, and then hearing back from God and going, right, you trust me? And you go, yeah, I trust you. God, like, you're awesome. Okay, so trust yourself. And you're like, oh, I'm going to trust myself? Ooh, okay. It's like, got Edgy. you. God's got you back. Isn't that a book you're going to write? God's got you back? Oh, no, I think one of them is called God is a Cosmic Babe. So, yeah, I've got quite a few books around. <laughs> I want to see those books. I'm sure it was God is a Motherfucker. I was like, that's the book I want in my Oh, hands. yeah, God that's... is a Crazy Motherfucker. And yes. that was like, yeah, <laughs> co-creating crazy shit with God. And it was like, it was interesting actually because I was like, when I, that first came to me, I was literally like, I cannot write that. I'm literally going to be burnt at the fucking stake, you know. And then God was literally like, I do have a sense of humour too, you know. Like I created humour. <laughs> You should like, do a whole God series. A whole God series. <laughs> That's it. Done. We're going to make it happen. God and money. I've got my God and sex. You've got, yeah. yeah. Everything. Cleaning up all that stuff because there's so much, as we're saying in the beginning, there's so much like toxic energy around those things like God and sex and money. Like it's all part of the divine feminine aspect of God consciousness, our divine feminine energy, the goddess frequency of God. And I feel a lot of us are being called into service to heal that trauma and that abuse around those things because it doesn't ultimately serve us. You know, it keeps us disconnected and fractured and broken in our relationship to our higher selves, God, source, mother earth, everyone. You know, like sexual energy is what, what I think the work you're doing with that is incredible because sexual energy is the life force of creation itself. And it's like healing the trauma around that's incredible. You know, your work, your work will do so many beautiful things with so many people. And you can use it, you're basically using it to manifest as well because you're working with that God source yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I? I've gone blank. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said sex, I'm like, ting! I'm in a different, I'm in a different vortex now. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say is, yeah, the feminine, the feminine energy going within ourselves and that's where ultimately God is rather than mm. pushing out our external, it's going in, is yeah. is to really, it can really be useful to us in mm. the sense that there's a lot of chaos going on out there. And that's why I wanted to focus on this topic because there's a, there is a lot, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, with people driving crazy or they're aggressive. And I know, I know that's normal, but particularly strange things are happening to me and lots of other mm. people there's chaos because of all this stuff coming up. So the more you can make that time, like you say, with your God journaling and having that conversation, going within and finding that peace, that's where God is. And he's like, he's He's in the tree, you know, that's standing still and just breathing and living and being. And it's yeah. like, I'm here, I'm always here, yeah. I'm still here. And we can co-create together. Like don't attach to that chaos out there. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Just go, yeah. keep going within again. Exactly. And allow your, that what wants to emerge out of you because I think a lot of the self-help spiritual shit out there has always been focused on about trying to fix something that's wrong with you or trying to change something outside of you or all this bullshit. You're born whole, perfect, complete, worthy just as you are. There's actually nothing ultimately wrong with you. There's actually ultimately from a higher truth nothing for you to heal, fix or change. It's just layers of like illusion that you're stripping away but it's just mm -hmm. like you know, go, yeah, going within, you are the source of all that you seek, your money, your wealth, your abundance, your sexuality, your pleasure, your playfulness, your success. It's all within you. And it's about mm -hmm. dropping in and allowing what is in you to emerge, like what is wanting to come out of you because what wants to come out of you is the new earth, is the new paradigm, is the next level of consciousness and evolution. But while we're reacting to external conditions and playing the persecuted or the persecutor or whatever and we're getting playing up in all those ego identities, we're giving our power away and we're forgetting that, you know, what we're really looking for is what's already within us. You know, all the answers you seek, everything, it's all there. Beautiful. Yeah, and cool. and I want to invite anyone who, if you are being triggered by the word God, that that's okay as well. And be gentle with it because it took it took us a long time. And if you wanted yeah. to choose goddess or source or spirit, it doesn't really matter. And even when I started to become a witch, they believe in the Lord and the Lady, which is, you know, Mother Gaia. I, I really resonate with Mother Gaia. When I'm talking to God, I'm talking to this beautiful Mama Earth 
it, and, and yeah. I actually took a video, I was going to use this on social media. I literally, you could see the ocean and the waves. Some of them were splashing up and hitting the people down in the, in the baths. You've got the birds in the sky, um, little ships in the distance. You've got, I could hear birds on the cliff top, this beautiful yellow flower. And I was really earthed as well. I just laid there for a long time, soaking up all that. It was like um, <laughs> Mother Earth just went, just, yes, you can give me and release all this bad juju and I can heal it, but also mm. receive it, baby. Receive all this fresh energy and all this beauty. And I took this video and I just went, I just don't understand why human beings want to change any of this. This is just divine and perfect, exactly as it is. And, all, you know, what, what do we do? We pollute and we make plastics and all this harmful stuff. And I just think more people need to be sitting on this clifftop <laughs> having this conversation. It's just beautiful. So if people have a lot of indoctrination and it's, it's churchy and you know I'm, I'm very like oh churchy religion because it's it is used it has been used so negatively to just yeah. go easy on yourself and go say goddess lord lady mother guy whatever it doesn't matter but the, what matters mm. is that connection within you and letting that healing between mm. like i say sometimes we're persecuted sometimes persecuted knowing that we're being triggered to clear that up and go okay that's a trigger okay a bit more work there but don't you know to really focus what do you want to bring in to this lifetime mm. right now as your body because we will be off. yeah we will be out somewhere oh i've just got a um message on here from Mapuk. i love the way it doesn't people don't put their real name on here um <laughs> about what about hecate what about hecate well she's a dark goddess that's a whole other podcast right there <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like Hindu Hindu goddesses. I work closely with uh, Kali Ma. Um, they're all representations of the same thing. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a feminine like it's a feminine. It's the aspects of God consciousness. You know that it's sort of like um, you've got the dark mother and then you know the light mother, and it's sort of yeah, it's sort of like representations of kind of like energy and you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's about what it means for you individually as a person, you know, like it's like I would actually like Abraham Hicks recently said a really beautiful thing where they were just like, you know, there are plenty of people in this world that have beliefs that really turn you off and make you feel yucky. But those beliefs for those people work perfectly fine for them and help them to have a really great life. <laughs> so you just look after your belief systems, mm. um, what feels right, true and aligned for you and everyone else is being taken care of, you know. And I think everything down at the end of the day comes down to beliefs. Beliefs are nothing more than a practice vibration and we're creating with our belief systems. So whether you believe in the goddesses or we believe in the Christianity and Jesus and whatever and Buddha and it's like you find your own connection to source that feels good, true and aligned for you and what that goddess or what that deity or figure represents for you and your own consciousness, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, and and the the peace and the unity comes with no judgment because isn't that uh, that goes, you know, it's like you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that. Apart from flat earth, that's different. I just, oh, oh, I will just say one thing though. I will say, I will, this is a beautiful kind of way to sum this up. So mm-hmm. if you were listening earlier about me being vexed about um, flat earthers, um, I said, you know, because he brought God into this um, topic and I went, you know what, you're actually disconnected because this whole conversation is a distraction from doing the real work, which mm. is having faith in God and creating and doing all this beautiful stuff. All the time you are debating about whether the earth is flat or not. And we're talking about people who've never been to the Southern Hemisphere. They don't believe that water travels in a different direction. I'm sitting here going, I'm English and I'm in Australia and I can verify. <laughs> they do go, they do spin different axes. Like people think Australia's made up. I'm living right yeah. here in Australia. I've been on the plane. It's not an illusion. Anyway, is is my my work is to go, okay, I'm not gonna hate you, I'm not gonna give you any more of this energy because it's just a distraction from all the amazing juicy stuff that we're doing. Like, let's do that work. Who gives a toss about the fat being earth or not, sorry, the earth being fat or not? That is a distraction. So, yeah, does does that make sense at all, what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Like some people sort of would make, it's sort of like they want to get, it's like you see people that have been narcissistically abused. You know, they spend all their time and energy talking about the narcissist, complaining about the narcissist, being a victim, what do they do to me, without actually ever stopping and turning within and doing the fucking healing work. You know, and it's the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's like people create all these different distractions uh, and blaming and projecting and making up all sorts of stories and actually not mm-hmm. taking the time to actually look at, you know, it's like I think it's even in the Bible Jesus even says, you know, like you talk about, you know, it's like pull the log out of your own eye. You know, you're talking about the sticks in other people's eyes, but what about the log in your own eye <laughs> that you've got to look at? You say, <laughs> look at your ass. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Out your ass, what are you doing? <laughs> um, we, we have to wrap things up, but um, MOOP I don't know how to say that it's M W P K MOOP. Mm-hmm. He just said, Can you guys do really powerful things? And again, another podcast topic. I'm gonna say, Everyone can, yeah, you're can. fucking powerful, yes, you're powerful, you, you have the powerful. source of creation within you, mm-hmm. and that's God's message, right? It's like we all have the power if we just realize it, if we just get over ourselves and let yeah. it flow through. It's like not, not one person's not more powerful than the other person. We all have the same access to source. We all have the same access to power. It's just our own unique individual awareness of our own power. And when people are unconscious and caught up in ego in the external world, they're asleep, they've forgotten their own power and their connection to source and power. And that's what we're seeing happening on the planet is everyone's waking up and going, oh, fuck, everything I thought. Everyone's waking up out of the matrix and the illusion and going, oh, hang on. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> There's something and, more going on here. And the two extremes of, the, we'll call it emotion, but it's a vibration, fear or love. Which one is it? Mm-hmm. Fear or love? Is it oppression, suppression, oppression, um, criticism, or is it love? It's abundance, it's expansive, it's light. And that will mm. always, always win if you're talking about a dark and light war situation going on. I remember because I had a big rant at my mum and I was like, ah, blah, 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 as you do to your mum, good old mums. And um, and she went, don't worry, you're doing all the right thing. Have faith because God always wins. And again, when you're saying God, you're saying love. Love always wins. Light always wins. You know, and it is. It's like stop stressing, stop worrying because that's just the fear aspect. Just keep having faith and trust. Another segue. Only, Boom. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And there's only two choices in life, fear or love. That's the yeah. only two choices. It's like, am and I living from vi- a place of love or fear? Yeah, and what vibration. If you could actually see what they look like, you know, like a shriveled old prune and you're in the corner, like that past life I mentioned, like I was literally, I actually, again, funny, I've only just realised it was through starvation. So I killed myself through starvation. I was locked in a cell, cold on the floor and refused to eat because I felt that guilty and I just couldn't go on any longer. So I've only just linked that to my my bigger one. God. And I'm always struggling with my weight. Wow. And I always think I'm too big. I always feel like I'm too big. Um, God, I've got to go into that. Um, I've got a thing now. Yeah, I think we're wrapping things up. We do have to wrap things up. Thank you so much for everyone who, for your comments, Moog. I, like, I love the interaction. Thank you. And thank you, Al, for joining us. We'll do another one soon. Uh, maybe Sounds good. Weeks. Faith and, and trust. Faith and trust the fucking process. <laughs> yeah. It's bigger, than and us. Just, it's bigger than all of us. Exactly. And just very quickly for those that um, do want some really good reading books, there's a new one by Lisa Lister called um, Source, Source, Self-Sorcery or Self-Sourced. Very powerful book. And there's also a really beautiful book that I'm reading at the moment by Deepak Chopra called The Third Jesus. And it is beautifully written, if, especially if you have a lot of religious trauma and dogma around God, Christianity, Jesus. Um, Deepak Chopra, who's obviously grown up in a very different, um, he, he brings a beautiful light to what he calls The Third Jesus. So I recommend that book as well. I love Deepak. Do you know, all you've got to do is say his name and I feel love. Do you know that? I've never met him. He's beautiful. Just, just from the work that I know, he's like, oh, Deepak, oh, he's like a hug, you know? It's just like, oh, man, love that guy. Love him. Because I know, we, he's we beautiful. Can, we get good at feeling into people's energies and what's going on for them. It's like, oh, Deepak, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, I've got to show He's up. beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. I'm beautiful. We're all beautiful, man. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, lots of love to you all. <laughs> love you lots. Bye. 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 Bye.